just heard this incredible story from Scripture. Thank you to our Scripture readers and to our music team. But the story we've just heard is the gospel. It's the good news of Jesus Christ, this light shining in darkness, because this light is a person, Jesus Christ. Light is such a big part of the Christmas story in Scripture. It's such a big part of our traditional celebrations of Christmas. We see light everywhere this season. And it's easy to take that light for granted, isn't it? Until it gets really dark, and then we remember just how much we need light. Well, I grew up in northeastern Ohio, where lake effect snow is a regular part of this very season. If you've never experienced lake effect snow, Google it sometime. It's a little bit different from the high of 77 or so we experienced today. Just a little different. But I remember one morning, I was a junior or senior in high school. I was driving really early in the morning. It was still really dark. And the snow was falling fast. The snow was falling so much I could barely see in front of the car. The headlights were basically useless because they were just reflecting back that wall of snow that was falling. I could hardly see anything in the darkness and in the snow. The road was so covered with snow, the snow plows hadn't yet caught up. The road was so covered with snow, I couldn't even see my lane. I couldn't see where the road ended. Luckily, just ahead, not too far ahead of me, I could barely make out in the darkness a pair of red taillights. I decided, hey, if I could just keep those two taillights in front of me, I think I'll be okay. I think I can get to where I'm going. I had a good chance of staying on the road if I just kept those taillights in front of me. So I decided that was my best bet. I'd follow those taillights. And that went pretty well for a while. It went pretty well until I started to feel my car start leaning to the side. Sure enough, just ahead of me, that car had stopped and I stopped behind it. I had followed those red taillights right into the ditch. The light I had been following that dark morning was faulty because he couldn't see in front of him either. So we both ended up in the ditch. In the darkness of our world, we need to be sure that we're following the right light. We can trudge off blindly on our own, try to make our own way in the darkness. We can just pick some light of our own choosing that may just take us off the road when we least expect it. Or we can seek after the true light that can show us the way. This reminds me of the wise men. Those wise men who knew to follow this star that we read about in the Gospels. They followed this star and they found their way to Jesus. Matthew records in chapter 2 of his gospel, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. We don't know a whole lot about these guys, who these wise men were. Despite tradition, we don't even know how many there were. We don't know that there were three. Could have been less, there could have been more. But these magi in the ancient world were highly educated. They were men of status. And oftentimes they specialized in astrology or interpreting dreams and sometimes magical arts. So these kind of strange characters show up here in the gospel accounts and then they... They exit stage left, and we don't really see them again. 
But these Gentile magi, they came from Babylon or Arabia looking for this newborn king of the Jews. They came looking, they said, because they saw a star. There's been all sorts of speculation just what in the world they saw. Some say it was an aligning of planets to make an extra bright light in the sky or even a supernova, both of which are recorded around that period in history. All that's possible, but there's clearly more going on here. God got these wise men's attention in a way that they could understand. As readers of stars, they responded eagerly to the light they were given. Matthew goes on to say, And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Again, we know very little about these guys. They serve evidently as foreign dignitaries. We don't know how much they knew about the Hebrew prophecies of a coming Messiah. But again, they followed the light they were given by God, and it led them right to Jesus. These are men of high status. Just picture the scene. These are men of high status, of great wealth, and they enter this small, humble house in Bethlehem, and they come before this child, and they fall down on their faces, and they open up these treasures, these extravagant gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh, gifts fit for a king. What did they know about this king? Did they know the full truth of who this was they were bowing before? Did they realize that this child was God in human flesh? We don't know what they knew. But they responded to the light they were given. And they ended up exactly where they needed to be, at the feet of Jesus. In contrast, think of all the people outside in Bethlehem walking by that house, not even giving it a second thought, who should have known, who should have been following and seeking the truth and the light. And yet so many of them just walked by that house without giving it a second thought. They kept on going in the darkness. And so my question for you tonight, my question for all of us tonight is, are you responding to the light you've been given? God's Son took on flesh. That's what we're celebrating tonight. God's Son took on flesh to save us from sin and death, and He did that through His death and resurrection. The salvation is a free gift that we receive by faith alone. It doesn't matter as much how much light you've been given. Maybe you've heard the truth of the gospel your entire life. Maybe tonight, as you've heard these scriptures read, that's really the clearest and first time you've ever heard this truth before. What matters most of all in this moment is how you respond to the light that you've been given. If you're here tonight and you're not sure about faith in Jesus Christ or you you know you've never put your faith in him, I invite you to respond to the truth that you've just heard. With just the scriptures that you've heard tonight, you have been given more light than those magi had. You can ignore that light. You can follow after some other light and be led right off the road like I was that dark morning. 
But you can respond to the truth of the gospel that we've just heard tonight. And if you don't know Jesus Christ, it simply means to receive the gift of salvation through faith in him. Wherever you are, though, God is meeting each of us where we are today. Maybe you've been a Christian for decades, and the invitation for you also is the same. Keep following that light that God is giving you, that light that keeps bringing us all back to the feet of Jesus. May we respond like those magi in exceeding joy, Matthew tells us, falling down before this king, opening up their treasures. May we worship, may we adore Jesus Christ this season and on into the new year in a new way. May we give him the gift of our hearts, our very lives in worship, because he is worthy. And now in our service, we have a chance to respond together to the light that we've just heard from Scripture by lighting our candles. Despite all the darkness in the world around us, despite all that we suffer in this world, we have a Savior who said, I am the light of the world. It's a highlight of our year as we see candlelight fill this sanctuary, just as the light of Christ still shines in darkness. Now, our normal custom is to spread light candle to candle throughout the sanctuary. And we're doing that a little bit differently this year, as we did last year. You should have received a lighter on the way in, and that way you can light your own candle and those of your family or group. Parents, be sure to light candles for any young children that are with you. And if you have more than one candle in your group, the unlit candle will bow to the lit candle. And instead of blowing out the flame at the end of the service, we invite you to use one of those Uh, thimbles to put out the flame. But now as the lights dim, as we raise our voices joyfully in song and worship, we do so to celebrate Jesus Christ, the light of the world.